Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing our examination of the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as often the case, the Lord would speak forth a parable to give emphasis to a particular thing or in response to a question or inquiry or a situation or a circumstance. And we have that today. We are in the 12th chapter of Luke, and we're going to begin with verse 13. Here's what it says. Someone in the crowd said to him, that's Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter over or arbitrator over you? So let me stop right there. You have these two verses. So you got a guy saying, hey, teacher, tell my brothers to divide the family inheritance with me. So the question is, is the is the brother asking this sort of tongue-in-cheek? Is he being sort of funny about it? Was there really a situation like that? And they were having a hard time with it. He was saying, hey, tell my brother to share what he's got with me. And he was saying it in a jovial, laughing kind of way. Or was he dead serious and he was mad? Well, Jesus answers, and his answer could give uh, insight to both ways. Because he says, man, who appointed me a judge or arbitrator over you? So if it was a serious inquiry, you know, sort of a mad kind of thing, Jesus, hey, who, who made me a judge over you? Who did that? Or if the guy really had a situation and circumstance, but he's handling it in a light-hearted kind of way, it could be that Jesus was saying, well, who appointed me a judge? But verse 15, then Jesus said to them, beware and be on your guard, lest every form of grief against every form of greed for not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. So the Lord is given a word of warning here. And it's a serious word of warning. He says, beware. So there's two things he says, beware and be on your guard. So does this mean that the guy must have been really, really serious? Oh, he could be. Or he could have been, you know, saying it in a lighthearted kind of way. And the Lord's warning him because sometimes uh, that same thing, that greed sneaks into our life in a lighthearted kind of way, does it not? Yeah, just think about that, how things happen in our lives. So Jesus is saying what? First of all, he says, beware. And then he tells them to be on your guard. So, folks, again, we have a role and responsibility as those who are uh, believers and are people of the kingdom of God to beware and to be on their guard, be on the alert. We saw that so much over in Matthew 24 and 25. Well, what are we to be aware of? What are we to be on our guard against. And he says, every form of greed, the really, really serious kind of greed, and perhaps the jovial sort of laughing. Oh, he doesn't really mean it, but there's a little kernel of truth type of greed. Oh, yeah, don't we all experience that? Why is that? And Jesus tells us why we need to be aware against every form of greed. Not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. Jesus is letting us letting them know from the beginning that your life does not consist of your possessions, especially when you have abundance. But a lot of times we look at people who have an abundance and think, oh, they have the life, don't they? We'll actually say it that way. 
No, 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 no. Jesus is warning them. Well, then the next verse, verse 16, it says this, and Jesus told them a parable. Oh, well, here we go. So he's going to tell them a parable to drive home this truth right here, to beware, to be on your guard against every form of greed, and watch out about that possession thing. So here's the parable, verse 16. The land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself, saying, What shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? Then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your soul is required of you. And now, who will own what you have prepared? So is the man who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So you see the principle that the Lord's driving home right here. Okay? We need to be storing up and being rich toward God, not storing up treasure for ourselves. This man was rich. Nothing wrong with being rich. His land was very productive. He had been blessed. That is great. He begins to reason with himself, hey, what am I going to do right here? I've got all these places. i got all these crops. I don't have any place to store. It never crossed his mind to share with others. It never crossed his mind to store up things for other people. Okay. Now, the only thing that crossed his mind was to store up things to where he would not have to do anything. And he says, I will say to my soul, soul, sort of interesting how he's talking to his soul, but we are spirit, soul, and body. So he's saying to that seat of the emotions, the soul, you have many goods later for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He's saying to himself, he's saying to his soul, I have it made. There's nothing that can harm me now. There's nothing that can come against me. I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink. I'm going to be merry. Hey, folks, there's nothing wrong with eating. There's nothing wrong with drinking. There's nothing wrong with being merry. There's a lot wrong with that being the driving force in your soul. The Lord describes such a person. God said to him, you fool. That is a foolish person because he's not being rich toward God. He's being rich toward the selfish, soulish desires. And then the Lord says what in this parable? Your soul is required of you. And now who will own what you have prepared? Your soul is required of you. And God has taken it back. <laughs> He's taken away. You know, we forget sometimes that we are here, but momentarily, but temporarily. We have received a blessing to be in this corporal existence. But to sit there and act like, oh, I'm in control of my soul and I'm in control of my destiny and I'm in control of all this so I can do this for many, many years. That's a fool, folks. And so the Lord says, you know what? This is how a man is who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So what's the principle behind this? Oh, it's quite simple. Okay. Be rich toward God. And again, nothing wrong with being rich in the physical sense, particularly as the Lord blesses and it's the blessing of the Most High God, that's fine. But you must be rich toward God. If you're resting in independence upon the riches that the Lord has provided in the soulish realm of this life, it's not going to work out well for you. <laughs> Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.